0: January 25, Tuesday New York City, Andrei Bogoslavsky, almost 7 o'clock in the evening, cold outside, cold inside because I left the windows open, but I'm cozy in my bed. Buddha is in the shed, so I don't have him here making any comments about making your own acrylic paints. It's all straightforward, very simple. Though you need to take notes. I'm recording it on Spotify and I will be showing it on videos, uh, three minute videos on, on on how do you call it tiktok but i'm thinking also about making longer videos on youtube with hands-on experience how to pour from bottle to bottle but i want you to have this episode on spotify for 10 15 minutes explaining in detail so you can listen it over and over again just in case you missed something step number one get your acrylic pigment what is a pigment Pigment is actually a powder. It's a chemical that comes out uh, from a chemical factory and it's orange, yellow, red, blue, green. There are over 400 uh, pigments, dry powder is available from the source where I buy for 30 years. It's called Gerrapaint.com. Art Guerra was an artist. He passed away last summer. I met him in 1988, I barely spoke English. He had this little shop, he opened this little shop and the shop is still there. His partner and the partner's wife are running it. They have now couple helpers. They have over 400 colors, 400 pure pigments. You have to understand what you're buying in a tube consists only 20% of pure powder pigment because it's the most expensive component in any paint, oil or acrylic paint, you understand? <coughs> so what you're paying your money for is a ripoff because what you buy in a tube are fillers. What is a filler? It's a transparent material. Usually it's a marble powder from marble processing plants they buy these chunks of marble then they grind it to a powder like like a dust basically and when you wet it it becomes transparent it it becomes like a glass that's what nature of marble when you get it with water it's not it's milky it's not see through when it's 1 thick inch, 1 inch thick I'm so dyslexic So marble is a filler, which I also recommend you buy one pound. It's very cheap. It's like, I don't know, $5 for one pound or two pounds, but it's going to last you forever. What I'm talking about is a long-term investment because to start painting, to trans. from tube art tube paints into professional art quality paints where you have absolute control over quality of paints you're using i'm encouraging you to make quality artwork because you intend to ask thousands of dollars for your paintings. People like to pay a lot for quality products, especially people who buy original artwork. You understand? Nobody wants to buy a painting for $200. They want to buy a painting for $2,000 and brag about it to their neighbors. This is the nature of art appreciation. <coughs> it's like the guy who buys $30,000 Rolex and he brags about it. And the, 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 he brags about it with women and he brags about it to his friends, colleagues, associates. You understand? Every art agent in Hollywood wears a $30,000 Rolex and drives Lamborghini or Mercedes or how do you call it, Rolls-Royce, Bentley. It's a show off thing, you understand? But you need to provide quality. What is quality? Is durability. What is durability? Durability is when you test your own materials you're using. I guarantee if you go to Michael's and if you buy these acrylics in these plastic shitty tubes, they're not even aluminum. This is how cheap they are. <coughs> they say students quality, sometimes they say studio quality, which is a funny way of saying the cheapest shit we got, uh, 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 they, they, will, they will crack off, they will peel off your paintings, not next year. But in two years, in five years, a like uh, uh, collector who is your dentist who is going to buy your painting, hang it in his waiting room, and then after many, many, many compliments, he's going to bring it home because everybody likes this painting. He even didn't realize that everybody will love this particular painting. He will take it home. It happens all the time. Well, to me. And uh, after five years in his house, suddenly something chips off. He thinks, holy shit, what did I do? Nothing. Nothing. The weather changed from cold to to snowy, rainy, and the window was open and the humidity penetrated. Under the stress of humi- humidity, canvas shrinks and expands and shrinks and expands, just like concrete cracks in after winter or bricks. The same process is taking place on the back of the canvas. This is why you need linen canvas and you need to boil it, but we'll talk about it in the next episode. Let's talk about acrylics. So the surface of the artwork needs to be absolutely under your control, what the paints are made out of. So this is what I'm teaching you. I'm teaching you the best of the best of there is. You understand? So go to their website, guerrapaint.com, and look through. There are two sizes in, in uh, actually three sizes, two ounces, four ounces bottles, and eight ounce bottles. I personally always buy eight ounce bottle because overall it comes out cheaper than four uh, four two-ounce bottles, you understand? So the more you buy, the cheaper it comes out. So I buy eight-ounce bottles, for instance, cadmium, yellow, Medium. There is cadmium yellow light. There is cadmium yellow dark. So there are many cadmium yellows. You understand? <coughs> so let's talk about cadmium medium medium yellow. It's about forty-four dollars for eight ounces. These eight ounces you can make one gallon of paint. Uh, for instance, brand name Golden. If you want to buy Golden uh, cadmium medium medium yellow, one gallon it's five hundred. $500. $500. You can have it for $44 plus the acrylic medium. We're going to get to it in a minute. So then there is cadmium, uh, cadmium red. Cadmium red dark is... Uh, cadmiums are expensive, but let's talk about cadmiums, for instance. Also $50. Uh, to, to begin with, let's start with three colors of the rainbow. Yellow, red, and blue. The blue you want to buy is dark blue. It's called Prussian blue. But they don't sell Prussian blue anymore for some strange reasons. Maybe the supply got cut off. Maybe they're not manufacturing anymore. But they have something called something different. If you call them over the phone, they will tell you they don't sell uh, Prussian or Parisian, it's also called for the past 200 years. And they will tell you there is supplemented and it's actually cheaper. So buy eight ounce and four ounce of that. So you need dark blue, dark red, and medium yellow I recommend. Don't buy light yellow because if you mix light yellow with red it's it's not going to come out what you want uh, 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 theoretically. Theoretically is one thing. It means if you mix yellow with red it's supposed to be orange. The more yellow you, you add the more light orange it becomes. But this is theory because these are chemicals and they mix differently. If you mix yellow with blue, you're going to get bizarre green and you will keep adding and adding yellow and you will ultimately get the green you want, but it's a huge waste of yellow. You understand? So it's cheaper to buy actual green independent chemical than mixing yellow with blue. In my young age, there were chemicals that were... um, Earth chemicals, and there were chemicals that uh, pigments made out of uh, artificially and natural. You were not allowed to mix artificial and natural paints. You understand? So I know in oil technology I was painting first ten years of my life, which not to mix, which which, with but here in America. They're all artificial. There are no more natural pigments. We don't need it. I mean, no, there is, there is, there is sienna and sepia. These are actual clays, light brown clay that is almost yellow. This is what cave paintings are made out of Europe. (coughs) And then dark clay, it it is reddish, sort of brownish. You understand? So this is actually clay and it's not reactive. It doesn't react chemically with anything. Just like black charcoal, it doesn't react with anything. It's, it's the most less reactive chemical out of all the paints. <coughs> it's called soot block. Okay, like like soot, you know. So <clears throat> from burning candles or something. So <clears throat> let's go back. So I recommend the first purchase you make will be yellow, red, and blue. Dark blue, dark red, and medium yellow. So it's gonna cost you $120 for three bottles, right? And then <clears throat> why don't you buy half a gallon of Acrylic 65? What is Acrylic 65? It's a name of a chemical that everybody in the world uses to make acrylic paints. The the ones that they offer for sale and I buy, it's the purest, but the most condensed. It's not diluted with water. So when you're going to get it, it's going to be leaking very slowly and you don't use it in its purity. (laughs) You need to dilute it. Otherwise, you're going to be... Not just wasting a lot of money, but that's not a proper use. It's the most powerful acrylic substance in the world. If it was acrylic 66, it would be a ball, like a rubber ball. You will notice after it dries, you can make a little tiny ball and let it dry for a week. It's a rubber it turns into a rubber. And you can't cut this shit. You can t- take a knife. You can't poke through the, with the knife. So when I say my paintings are bulletproof, they're literally bulletproof. You can come with a knife, stab it with a knife. You're going to break the knife. So this is what we're talking about. Extreme durability for your paintings. Like extreme quality, you understand? Paintings that will last for 100 years or more. This is what we're talking about. So you're gonna get this package. So half a gallon of acrylic 65, I think gallon was $85. So figure 40, maybe $50 they're charging for half a gallon, right? The prices went up because last winter was really bad in Texas. So the factories were closed, I think, for a month and there was a shortage of acrylic 65. So they get it like in a hundred gallon containers and they break it into one gallon containers. This is how the store makes money, you know, by splitting big, big amounts into small amounts. So we're paying retail price okay so you you get half a gallon of acrylic 65 and you get a tiny bottle of two ounces a chemical called Thickener and you need a couple drops each time you mix the paint. What you get in eight-ounce bottles, the the, the, the the pigment is a pure powder mixed with water. So there is no nothing else. So you're buying hundred percent powder, but it's mixed with water because if you buy pure powder and try to mix it with water yourself, you need a special machine that looks like a concrete truck. You need to throw into it uh, two steel balls and these two steel balls are forcing water in between the molecules of the powder and the guerra pigments uh, paints have it i don't have it i'm building one from a bread baking machine because it moves slowly so i'm gonna get to it i'm gonna finish it soon i'm gonna making my own pigments out of the actual powder but it's kind of headache you know and i'm not sure it's worth it you know so basically it's it might be just a shortcut to buy already liquefied pigment I guarantee the quality of this place because all the professional, top professional artists in New York City and probably in the United States are buying from Guerra Paint because they've been in business for over 30 years. You understand? Quality, that's what matters. And you get it. And you pour, for instance, today, you know you're going to be painting and using up as usual half a Tube of paint you usually would use up throughout six hours of painting. So you pour out as little as a teaspoon of yellow into a little tiny plastic container that you recycle. And then another teaspoon of acrylic 65, and then a teaspoon of water, and then you mix it. You can mix it with the brush very easily, one second. And then if it's too liquid, chances are it might be too liquid for your personal preferences today, then you drop one drop of thickener number one. It's called thickener number one. Thickener number two, it's for this other chemical we'll talk about later, some other episode. It's more complicated acrylic technology. So so this is what you need. These are the basics of making your own paint. You want to make blue, the same thing. Uh, two teaspoons of blue, uh, you pour in a little container, well, by eye. You go by eye. You open this bottle and you squeeze this bottle, you, you got a couple gnomes in the bottle. I'm kidding about gnomes. Well, I'm not kidding about the gnomes, <laughs> but you squeeze this uh, pure pigment out of the bottle and as much pigment as you squeeze into a little container. this much water you add and then this much uh, this much acrylic 65 you add and of course it will might be too liquid for your taste today you add one drop of thickener and if it's not thick enough you add a second drop of thickener and you mix it first you add one drop mix 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 second drop uh, if you need one mix 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 and see how thick it is it takes a minute for the thickener to kick in so after you mix it for a minute leave it for a minute and the thickener the chemical needs to bind needs to work you understand chemistry is good but it takes a minute to kick in and then you got your own paints at 90 percent savings and at the highest quality in the world you have complete control now what is what is what is powder um, uh, marble powder when you take empty bottle eight ounce bottle empty, and you put couple gnomes into it, (coughs) this is why they have to be a specific size, so they go into the nozzle of the bottle, and uh, you pour a quarter of the bottle from the pigment bottle into a fresh empty bottle, you pour the same amount of acrylic 65, and then you pour the same amount of water, you understand and then you add couple droplets of thickener then you close the bottle and you shake it with those gnomes and see what how thick it is Okay, you shake it with your hand, like shaking milkshake or what do you call it, some martini. You shake it, shake it, shake it, leave it for a minute for thickener number one to kick in and see how thick it is. You, you you twist the bottle, you squeeze it and see how thick it is. If it's too liquid, add another dropper drop of thickener, close the bottle, shake it, shake it, shake it and see how thick it is. If it's thick good enough, then you paint. Then you paint. If you decide this paint has too strong of a color, you want it to be more translucent, then you add more water and a dib of acrylic 65. So you dilute the pigment with acrylic 65 dash water. You understand? Don't use pure acrylic 65. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a huge waste. You understand? It's not cheap. It's not expensive, but it's not cheap. So you need to be smart. Water, the, and they don't go bad. They don't go bad. Whatever you pre-mix in a closed bottle, it's not going to dry up for months, for years. <laughs> I have some bottles sitting there that I didn't use I mixed the color and I didn't use that color lately and it's sitting there so professional artists would have pre-mixed colors 20-30 bottles you understand? I would pour into an empty bottle uh, a lot of yellow and a little red and see what happens and bang beautiful orange came out you understand? Or if I take a lot of blue and add a nib of a little bit of dark red it's this dark, deep purple and I shake the bottle with the Gnomes and it's dark purple. So I recommend you shake it with Acrylic 65 and water before you put a drop or two of thickener. So it mixes easier and faster water with acrylic 65 with pigment in a bottle with gnomes. And when you shook it for a minute or two and see it's too liquid, you decide it's too liquid, then you add thickener number one. You understand? It takes practice takes practice, but you'll get used to it and you will realize that you can save a lot of money. This is, we're talking about saving money and surviving as a full time artist on a budget. You understand? So you don't have to invest in, 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 in huge amounts of money. It's much cheaper. And smarter to buy linen canvas and stretch your own canvas, stretch your own stretchers. But since you invest in linen, I recommend you buy heavy-duty stretchers. You understand? And before you buy the actual wood to stretch the canvas on, go buy the plots of linen canvas. They're usually three-yard cuts, five-yard cuts. They're called Belgium linen canvas. And you boil it. And after you boil it, you hang it to dry a little. Don't put it in the dryer. And after it dries but it's humid, you iron it to get rid of wrinkles. And then it's ready to be stretched. But then you will notice that the canvas shrunk 20%. Then you measure the canvas, then you go to the store to buy heavy-duty stretchers because you bought three yards and suddenly it's two yards. But your canvas will have the the 16th, 17th century quality Rembrandt resistance, you understand? This canvas is not going to warp your stretchers in the humid weather. So when the collector pays you $5,000 for a big landscape and brings it home and it's in Florida and humidity in the summertime is through the roof. They open the window and suddenly what's hanging on their wall is not a flat painting, but a bi- broken bicycle wheel. You don't want it to happen because they're going to sue the gallery. They're going And the gallery is going to come after you and get your stupid, sorry ass. What the hell did you do? Oh, well, you were trying to save $100. Well, it happened to my friends. You understand? I personally... Personally, this is my policy. I will go to collector's house after 10, 20 years and fix anything for free. If paint chips off. And one one collector called me from Connecticut. I mean, the gallery called me from Connecticut two, three hours drive. I said, I'm coming for free. No problem. And guess what happened? They sent the limousine to New York City to pick me up. That cost them $500 to send the limo. I stayed for dinner. I met exquisite people. That through a dinner for me, you understand? They never met me, the people who actually paid for the painting, the, the, the husband, I met the wife, I, <coughs> but then I met their kid when I came to sign the painting. It's, it's the whole story, you understand? So when people who are, can afford your art, they really appreciate the service that you provide with their artwork. Another funny policy that I have developed <coughs> in the past 30 years, if somebody bought a big painting years ago, now they got, they're getting divorced, or oh, they got divorced, the new girlfriend doesn't like the painting, the guy wants to exchange it for flowers. The girlfriend wants flowers, she doesn't want this sailboat. Okay, come on over, bring me my sailboat. I don't have any damn sailboats from 30, 20 years ago. I would love to have one back, you understand? And the guy's coming, picking up the latest, or the five-year-old flowers, his girlfriend is picking the same size. If they want to pick that square footage-wise, uh, works out to be bigger. So these are these very intricate policies that you as an artist need to adapt and offer it to your collectors so they know they're in good hands. So the money they pay for your artwork <coughs> is a good investment. You have personal responsibility for your artwork. Never let garbage out of your studio. If you consciously know this painting is not up to your standards, do not let it out of your studio, even if they're going to be begging you with cash in their hands. No. The answer is no, no. You're going to be starving for a week. But you say, no, I'm not selling shit. I don't let shit out of my studio. This is what I was taught when I was 15 years old. And this is how I live my life. Thank you for listening.